Hey, this is Alex with the Unbiased Trailblazer podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Unbiased Blazers. There's a link in our bio for our Discord server where you can join in on the discussions, give us takes, give us comments, or simply just join in on a podcast. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this podcast. Now, let's get to the show. And as always, Rip City, baby. Three, two, one, zero, zero. Lift off and the clock has started. What is up, Rip City? This is episode 30 of the Unbiased Trailblazers. This is Alex, and I've got Fawad here with me. Mike couldn't make it tonight, so it's just me and Fawad chilling. How you doing, Fawad? Good. I'm chilling. First uh, relatively free day in like probably a month. Yeah, I I got too used to all the holidays off for work. <laughs> I, I'm not used to this full week back thing, so I'm getting used to... I was working to... during the holidays, too. I'm not used to having to work all of a sudden anyways uh we are gonna do this podcast here real quick uh as we are doing it the the uh brooklyn nets and the blazers are playing and as of right now we are up by four with 10 minutes in the second quarter um real quickly a lot of covid injuries different things i know james harden's not playing i believe kevin durant's not playing if tell me if i'm wrong but i don't believe he's playing um and then obviously for us, we don't have Lillard. We don't have uh, CJ still out. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But it's been an interesting game. To start off, what we want to talk about is since Damian Lillard has been out, obviously we've had Simons step up and play in that those minutes for him and play that position. So with that being said, our very first topic, the uh, actually... It looks like Kevin Durant's about to check in, so I think he is playing. Um, but anyways, Simons has been playing, these, especially these last couple games, unbelievably well. He's actually been playing pretty well all season, but like these last couple games, he's been, he's been on another level. So, Fawad, I want you to just kind of like sum up everything that's happened with Simons these last couple games, how you feel about it. He's been... Like he's been everything we've wanted him to be over the last couple of years. He's uh, creating his own shot. He's actually playing like a point guard. He he had seven assists uh, like three games in a row, I think, and then last game I think he had like five or six as well. So he's he's made the jump that I think we all knew that he could score even like in his first, second, third year. But most of us didn't think he had that playmaking potential, and he's showing that. And it's. It's not. It, it comes naturally to him. Like he finds the open man, and I'm so impressed with him in that regard. I didn't think he would actually make that jump. I know I saw a couple other people were hesitant about that too. So I'm happy that to see that he's becoming pretty much a complete player on the on the offensive end. He can score from three. He can get inside. I wish he would drive more, but he, it's enough. I agree. I agree. I feel like whenever he does drive, he almost always scores or gets fouled, but he just doesn't do it enough. Um, that to me, that's what he's improved on the most is his ability to finish at the rim. Yeah, because he's so smooth and so quick. Like most most players can't even guard him. Yeah, um, let me let me um real quick. Let me give the stats real quick. 
Uh, January 3rd, he played, he played Atlanta or we played, not he, I mean, pretty much he played, (laughs) but, uh, he had 43 points, uh, 13 of 21. He hit nine of 16 threes and had seven assists. And that game was insane because Trey young went crazy too. He had like 50 something and we thankfully pulled off the win, but 43 points. That's insane. The next game he had 28 and seven. So another seven assist game, 28 points. He shot pretty well, 9 of 17 and 5 of 10 from 3. Uh, the game against Cleveland, it was kind of a step back. He was he had 14 points, 7 assists again. Um, and then last night, he, we played against Sacramento. He had 31 points and 6 assists. And honestly, he probably would have had more assists, but Nurk was uh, dealing the ball. He almost had a triple-double, so a lot of those assists went to Nurkic instead. Um, but if do you have anything else you want to add on, Ant? Um. Yeah. Just like more stats, I guess. But uh, didn't he score like 15 straight at the end of the game? Uh, like some sometime in the fourth yesterday, or was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. He w- He at one point he just went off. Yeah. He was hitting everything. Um. But yeah. So over these last four games, he's averaging, uh, 29 on 54% from the field, 51% from three, and 100% from the free throw line, and 6.8 assists. That's crazy. Um, it is only four games, but like that's when he got um put into the starting lineup. Like that's when Dame stopped playing. Um, but even if you include his other starts, he had I think three more earlier in the season. His numbers are still pretty good. Like I think it's over twenty, um, and the the efficiency is maintained. So I feel like it's relatively sustainable. He's not going to drop forty or thirty every game, but mid twenties, I think he can consistently do that if he's um put in that opportunity for the rest of the season, which we know is a possibility. Yeah. And I mean, there's always a positive with a negative, I believe, and I could be wrong. So if anybody's listening or if you know, Fawad, tell me, but I believe statistically, he's one of the worst defensive players in the NBA, if not the worst statistically wise. Um, So there is a trade-off. I remember hearing in his, I think it was his second year, he was the worst, like he was statistically the worst defender. I don't know if he's gotten better on that end. Um, my eye test says he's at least gotten better since his second year, even if he's not like that good now. But my my other thing is I don't like defensive um, advanced stats that much. I feel like they're yeah. way too dependent on who you're playing with, and uh, everyone knows he's not playing with good defenders. Portland has maybe like one good defender on the entire team, so. Like, if he was the exact same player, but on a, another team like a Milwaukee or Toronto, um, or whatever the good defensive teams in the league are this season, I think his, statistically, he would, like, probably be average or something just based on who he's playing with. So I I don't put a lot of weight into um, advanced stats defensively. Well, and let's be honest here. These last four games, he's essentially stepped in and has been Damian Lillard. And we have no issue with Lillard being so offensively, you know, gifted and then defense not really being there as much. So the the stats that he's getting these last couple games is what we normally see from Lillard. So it's like that trade-off, if we're if you're not as well off on defense, you have to bring it on offense. And he is bringing it on offense. And we all, we obviously know, you know, he can bring it at any time. So I don't think it hurts us as much. I think if it was more of like a mid, 
you know, he was a, a little bit above average on offense and still was one of the worst defenders on defense. That's where you have an issue. But with the offense he's bringing us all year, essentially, I mean, even when he's not starting, he still comes in and I think he was averaging like 12 points a game off the bench. So you can't really ask for a lot more than that. Um, also, just but, to clarify, um, for the like defensive advanced stats, I think it's fair to compare with like the your your our own team. I think that like it's relatively, um, you know, it's like even playing field. Like they're all playing with the same teammates, so I think those stats are uh, fine to compare. And I remember earlier in the season, he was like twenty games in. I think he was like second or third in defensive rating after Nurk and maybe someone else. Um, I don't know if he's still that high or if he's dropped lower, but yeah. So I think on our team, he's at least above average. And I, again, I don't think it's uh, that fair to compare across the league because different systems, different players. And and you're going to have the trade-off. He's a little bit smaller in size, height and, and weight. Too. And he's young. So he's got the athleticism to, you know, contest shots and affect shots. It's just doing it consistently and honestly do we need him to be a stellar defensive player no, we don't N- not necessarily if that's who we're turning to for stellar defense then we're, we're already in trouble so i i've been more than happy with what i've seen from him uh you know we started off the year saying you know we didn't want to lose either of them. And then we were like, well, if one of them has to go, I think I'd rather keep Little and, you know, have Simons. And then Simons comes out here. Not that Little's not playing good, but Simons comes out here and just puts on show after show and is like, this is why he's worth having. And like we've said before, he's so young. He's been in the league for four years now, and yet he's 23, I think, now. So it's just... He's 22. It's 22? It's just I, crazy. I, I don't know. His birthday's in January, I'm pretty sure. So maybe he is 23. Okay. Yeah, so it's just crazy. So with that, with that being said, let's segue into this. Uh, we had Lucas ask a couple questions. We're gonna kind of address Actually, a couple. You know, of them. I, uh, sorry to cut you, you off. Got I just, I just remembered. It. I just remembered a topic I wanted to talk about earlier. Like it's still related to Simon's though. So, how much do you think he'll get? Uh, he'll get in the off season. Like, how much are you willing to pay him? That's a because that's a tough question we obviously put in a lot of money into guards and people don't want to do that. So if let's assume CJ is traded, so it's Dame Simons and Norm. How much do you think is a fair amount to be putting into another six, three guard, you know? Well, let's see. Norm's getting, what did we say? 15 million a year. He's getting 18 on, on average. I think it's 15 this oh, year. Oh, is it 18? Okay. And then, like it'll so go 18 up. on average. So it's probably like 16 or 17. For what he brings us and what we would need, I would, I would be okay with somewhere in like the nine ten. I don't think he'll go that low at all. But I, that's what I don't think he would either. I, to me, ten eleven is probably good. But I have a feeling he's going to get some pretty big offers. Yeah, that's what I was hoping to get before the season started if they agreed to an extension and i don't think they were even close so i think nine or ten is what he would have gotten before i'm hoping it hasn't gone too much higher and i i'm kind of in like the 12 to 13 range um that like for maybe like three years that's probably what i'm willing to pay him I well let's think actually let me let me let me backtrack a little bit i guess we do you think we're gonna resign nurkic 
I personally do, but I know a lot of people don't, so I'm kind of getting swayed by how many people think we're not going to keep him. Because if we trade CJ, and if we're trading CJ to get another player of equal talent slash value, that contract's going to probably be a pretty high one, right? You yeah. know, like a Jeremy Grant contract or a Ben Simmons contract or something like that. You're yeah. going to have to pay for that guy. So then that's taking less money off of Simons. So then it comes down to, do you want Nurkic still? Do you want Simons still? Because I think we probably could get Nurkic cheaper than we could get Simons. I was just about the to way... say that. I, I agree yeah. with that. Um, and also Nurkic, like, fit-wise, he's more important. We need a defensive center more than we need a third guard. Um, it's a real tough position uh, to be in. I don't envy Joe Cronin. And and you know maybe maybe they decide we trade CJ for some picks and you know some expiring contracts and then there's extra money now to do to do Simons and to maybe still try to get Nurkic and then kind of build off of that and trade those picks for players. I mean, it's easier in my opinion. It's easier to trade picks than it is to trade players. A lot, especially around draft time. Once the draft rolls around, it's a lot easier to trade your picks than it is to trade players. Um, but I don't know. I have a feeling it's oh. going to be like an Alan Crabb incident where he's going to get offered a lot of money by someone, and I don't know if it's worth if we can afford to match it. Right. I was just about to say that. So at the deadline, do you risk waiting for an Alan Crabb situation to happen, or do you just trade him and and try to maximize his value now? Other than risk him walking away. Nothing. I think if he keeps playing the way he's playing, our best bet, and, and we're going to kind of get into this a little bit later, if, we're, if we truly are going to just embrace the tank and go that route, I think our best bet is to move on from him. If our, if our goal in the next year or two is to win, try to win a championship with Lillard, Simons is a valuable piece that we could trade away. I would most certainly love to keep him, and I have no issue keeping him, but I think if we really are going the tank route and he keeps playing the way he's doing, his value is just going to keep going up. And like we just said, it might end up being an Allen Crab issue where we can't afford to match that contract and you know we lose him anyways. I hate to say it, but I think I'm on the same page as you, even though I love Simons, and I would be happy to build around him and Nas if it comes to that. But if we're going, um, if we're if Dame is st- staying like beyond the season, I think trading Ant is probably the best way to build a contender. You would have the most because, value. Yeah, and and I don't necessarily think our sixth man or you know whoever comes off the bench needs to be a point guard that can score. I, I think the, sh- the shooting guard, a small forward, anybody, it doesn't. We rely on Simons to come in and score off the bench when Lillard's in and CJ's in. We don't necessarily need the point guard to be the one that scores. So, yes, I would love to have him, and he's so young. But I think if the ultimate goal is to win a championship, I don't think we're going to be able to re-sign him unless he decides he wants to take a pay cut, which I highly doubt he would want to, and I wouldn't blame him for it. I wouldn't Um, be surprised if he took, like... A small pay cut, like maybe. But how small? How small is small? Two million. That could be significant. Uh, like so, like so, like if it was like fourteen million down to twelve million. Yeah. 
But what if it was like twelve million down to ten million? Sorry, uh, I cut. Uh, I cut out for a second. What'd you say? Like if it was twelve million down to ten million, that's a that seems worse than fourteen to <laughs> yeah, twelve. It does, but I would be willing to pay him twelve though. That's that's why. Yeah, and I I totally would be fine with twelve. The problem is, I have a feeling he's going to get more off if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Yeah. He's going to get more yeah. offers than twelve if he million. He's playing like this; his value is going to keep going up, especially if he <clears throat> keeps this uh, expanded role. Yeah, and if this season goes the way we're kind of thinking it might, where Dame ends up getting that surgery and sitting out, he's it's pretty much his team to run right now. So <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting what happens. Um, but let's kind of segue into this. Do you think his ceiling is, do you think he can be an all-star? Uh, Ant, do you think he can just be a very good starting point guard? Or do you think there's not much left other than what we're seeing right now? What do you think? Um, and this is a question from Lucas. So Lucas, shout out to you. Uh, we're we're answering a couple of his questions. This is a tough one because I don't know. Like I think he has so much potential in him. Um but as a guard in in I guess it won't we don't know for sure in like in a few years from now, but even in general, it's a guards league now or the a lot of the best players are guards, so in in any given year there's a lot of competition like um uh, what six guards make the All Star game or something like that, and the sixth best guard in the I league is probably so. like an All NBA player right now. So he would definitely be a coach's uh, choice if yeah. he were to ever make it, because I don't ever see him rising up to that level of making like, yeah, the he, fans. He's not going to be like him. a superstar. Which unfortunately, Dame's never <laughs> even done that. So if Dame hasn't done that, I Dame truly should have done that. CJ. I think it was like. CJ Ellaby just smoked the layup. Oh boy. <laughs> Dame should have been a starter yeah. like two years ago, I think. Um, but anyways. There's been a couple years that he's definitely deserved it, but Luca's got it over him. Yeah, I think there are two years where he deserved it over Luca. And like one, I feel like it was like for sure, like I think majority yeah. of the fan base not just like the Blazers fan base, but NBA fans thought he deserved it. Um but anyways, back to Simons. I think he'll end up like in the CJ tier, where he's probably like the best player left out of the All Star game, or best guard at least. Yeah, I I could I agree. I I see him as a player that probably will never make an All Star team, but has the um. He can be a very very good player for whatever team he's on, whether that's with us or another NBA team, and make an impact most games, um, consistently. So to me, I think for sure he's at least at least sixth man potential, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went to another team and was a starter for the way he's been playing. And we've seen flashes before in the past of him, you know, just going crazy. It's something that he can certainly do. And with him being so young, like we say all the time, he's nothing but potential yeah, for him. That's what what what. Go for it. Him being mm -hmm. so young is partly why I have a hard time, um, like judging his potential because he's gonna probably keep improving for like the next six to eight years. So it's so hard to tell what he's gonna be six to eight years from now. Yeah, most guys in their fourth season, like they probably have 
three or four more years left of like getting better and then they like hit their peak sometimes we like we don't know when he's gonna peak it could be a long time from now but me, like who knows maybe he can be an all-star but i don't i wouldn't bet on it but i wouldn't rule it out either yeah it's he's a very interesting case there's not too many players that are as young as he is in the league and have been there for as long as he has. So let's move to the next one. What about uh, Nasir Little? How do, how, what do you feel? He's a little bit harder to gauge because we haven't seen as much of him. But how do you feel his ceiling or his floor is? I think his floor, like no matter what, he'll be a good quality role player. Maybe a starter on some teams. Maybe like a six man on other teams. Um, but to be an all-star, I think you need to be able to reliably create your own shot and even though it's only his like is it a second year or third year i think it's his third year Sad. i i really don't, don't know this oh my god um but anyways it's his second year okay it is his second year but it's his third it's his right third. i don't know it's his it's third, third yeah because yeah, lb's this is lb's second yeah um sorry i lost my train of thought all oh, right uh Nasir little yeah so i feel like he doesn't have as much uh, shot creating ability as I would like him to, even though he is getting there. Like once or twice a game, you'll see him create his own shot. He'll either drive in or pull up for a three and he'll make it. So it's starting to get there, but I think, I don't think he'll be an all-star. I think he'll be like um, a high-end role player, or maybe if he develops his, uh, Shot creating ability enough, he'll be like a Jeremy Grant where he can create his own shot, he can play D, and he's like just a step under an all star. So let me let me give you this comparison and tell me what you think. Nasir Little, if he continues the trajectory he's doing where he's kind of improved every year and he's gotten stronger and faster and bigger. The way I see him, kind of like you said, he's Definitely a player that can be a great role player, can be, you know, come off the bench as a six man. Um, do you think he could be kind of like a Wesley Matthews? I think he can be better than Wesley Matthews. Because he brings high energy. Yeah. He plays defense. Mm -hmm. He can hit open threes. And if he can, you know, progress in that and, you know, make it more consistently... And then, you know, we already see that he can drive in and do those little power hops and pull up, you know, little jumpers. And towards the end of Matthew's career with us, he was, you know, going down into the post and doing those little fadeaways and, you know, posting up a little bit more. To me, I think that could be what we could have with Little, is he could be like a Wesley Matthews type player for us. Not, you know, not now, but like how Wesley Matthews was when we had him. And and I hope so, because I loved Wesley Matthews. Uh, at one point, he was my favorite Blazer, so. Uh, yeah, Wesley Matthews is great. Uh, he's, like, the type of player I love, too. Like, you know, high energy. Um, you know, like, the fans always love high energy guys who play D, and they they hustle a lot. And we know that uh, Nasir is all about hustle. Uh, really quickly, I was listening to an interview or, like, a podcast with Nasir Little. He was on Chris Haynes' podcast. And he said that what he values the most in his own game is the, is his hustle like he's like okay sometimes i know my shot won't drop 
if I'm watching the game back and I or mm-hmm. even just thinking about it and I notice that oh like this time I didn't fight for the rebound as hard that's when I'll be disappointed and I'll think I'll have a bad game so like it's just little things like that that make uh fans love him and like we see that he's such a high energy player so but the thing is I think he's pretty close to Wesley Matthews right now um maybe like in a year maybe two I think he'll be at that level and I think his ceiling will be even higher than that I I sure hope so because I thought you know when we had Batum and Matthews and Aldridge I thought that right there was such a great starting five with Lillard <laughs> um you know and we just needed to kind of improve on our bench a little bit and if West doesn't at get... the time we had CJ yeah if West doesn't yeah. get hurt tears his, tears his Achilles that whole playoffs that's a that was a that would have been a different story that was a gunt wrench for me and unfortunately that was the last time we saw all of them so. Uh, let's, let's talk real quick, just real quick about, uh, our newest rookie. We got, geez, they're just going crazy. We got Greg Brown. Obviously we don't know much about him and I'm still surprised with all the COVID issues that we had and, you know, we still haven't really seen him. So something, there must be something going on that the coaches see that we don't see, but to me. Greg Brown is definitely, I don't, as of right now, to me, he's just a role player that comes in, gives you high energy for five, six minutes. Do I, do I think he can do more? I do. I think he's so athletic and he's long and he's, you know, I think he's a 6'11", 6'10". So he can definitely grow and, you know, mature a little bit and be even more of an impact player. But as of right now, we don't have enough to know what his ceiling or floor could be. So to me right now, his floor is just a high energy role player that comes in for six, seven minutes. And maybe you get, you know, some crazy highlight dunk or, you know, just one big defensive stop or block or something. But to me, that's about all I can see for him. Oh my goodness. Simon's just made the craziest layup right before halftime. I don't know if you're watching this for a while. I was before we started the podcast and then I turned it off. Probably shouldn't have done that. Dedication, dedication. <laughs> yeah, Simon, we're down by five with ten seconds left, but Simon's just made a crazy and one layup. Uh, that was weird. Uh, what about you for Greg Brown? Like you said, we haven't seen a lot from him, um, like in the game, so it makes it hard to judge. But I think, like you said, the coaches probably see that he's uh really raw and he probably can't contribute right now. And it's it, it does surprise me that with all the COVID um issues, he didn't play. But I think. There's, if we were healthy, I think there's no chance that he would have um, earned any actual minutes. I think he's way too young and too raw right now. As for his ceiling, I think it's still too hard to say because we've seen so little of him that even if he turns out to be um, a reliable role player for any team, I think that's I think that's a win with like the what the forty sixth pick or something like that. I think. Yeah, for sure. Anything yeah. in the second round like that, that can stick yeah, around. If he's, yeah, if he has like a semi-long career and he's able to be a rotation player for a playoff team, that's like a huge win. Mm-hmm. And Simons mm-hmm. and Simons and Nas, those were late first round picks too. So if they're anywhere even like remotely close to an All Star, I think that's a huge hit. Yeah, 
And that's going to bring us to our last person. I just wanted to quickly bring him up because he's been playing and I've actually kind of enjoyed watching him play and I like what I've seen. How do you feel? What do you think the ceiling? It's kind of the same situation with Brown, the floor or the ceiling with Watford. How do you, what do you think when you watch him? I've actually really liked what I've seen, but I think, um, like I said, with Greg Brown, he's really raw and his best case scenario is probably a, probably a role player for, um, hopefully like a good team uh, like that's yeah. like I think his absolute ceiling but I think he's uh, further along than I expected him to be because he's, he's a three, sure. I believe right yeah um, yep. yep so yeah those guys are usually not very playable in that season even though they like I think some of them do have progressed really well um, like in, in in other teams, but yeah, the how he's been playing these last couple of games, I I really liked what I've seen. Um, he has a lot of hustle. He fights for the extra rebounds. That uh, play last game was really crazy. That led to the Nas three. Um, yep. But yeah, he's he's given us good minutes, which is not expected. Yeah. Yeah, I won't add anything because that's <laughs> pretty much essentially what I was gonna say. We don't really know too much. What we have seen, I have, you know, the eight, nine minutes that he does get, he brings in high energy and plays good. And that's really all you can ask. Um, real quick, another question that Lucas had for us. Do we think Dame will be in the All-Star game? Whether he's playing or not, to me, he he definitely has the pedigree to be an All-Star. This season, though, if we're being unbiased as we can be, I don't think so. I don't think he he had a short run where he played back to where we, you know, seen are used to seeing but other than that i don't think he he's missed a decent amount of games even before this last little stint that he had but he hasn't really played that well i there's to me there's too many good guards that have been playing well that would get in over him from the coaches so to me no i don't think if he was playing right now that he would be in the all-star game but i would not be upset if he ever was (laughs) because he obviously has the pedigree to be there so what about you? Yeah, you said it perfectly. Uh, we have to be unbiased, and he's not only has he missed a lot of games, he's averaging twenty-four, an in, inefficient twenty-four, and uh, with all the yeah. other guards in the West, I think he has not earned it this season. Um, I think Ja will probably take his place, um, and deservedly ja, so. He's, he's played he's really well. Maybe Shea Gilgis Alexander will get an All Star. Maybe, maybe not. Um, or the other young guards in the West that might get like a first time All Star. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, but he he was there last year too. Yeah. Oh, were you saying like, first like, time? Who oh, would sorry. take like Dame's spot from last year's roster to now? It would probably. Be I mean, Jod. I think there's a lot of players. Yeah, I think Jaw. I think Jaw was. <laughs> they were considering him for last year, so I mean, this year opens up a uh, opens up a spot for him. I think. And and he has played really yeah, well this year. And they're like a so. higher seed now too. Yeah. So unfortunately, I do not think we'll be seeing Dame whether he does come back or not. I don't think we'll see him in the All Star game. Um, and honestly, I think it's probably better to to rest. And let's with that, let's kind of skip what we're we're kind of going out of order of our list of things we want to talk about. <laughs> but tanking, I think it's time to just. I, I hate saying this because we've had so many years in a row of success. But I think the best thing for this team, and I we said it, we've talked about it before. Every day I grow more and more fond of the idea of just 
getting the surgery for Dame, letting them sit out, rest, and essentially tanking and restarting, getting that draft pick back, making you know either a pick with it or trading it, picking some player for somebody and trading that player. I mean, to me, it's time to embrace the tank. Not that this team couldn't win. I think they could. But I think the right option is to tank, get a pick, get some players, make some trades, and see what we can do the next year and the year after that. Yeah, it feels like even the team is... Starting, so I think uh, he's missing at least I think the next eight games now. I saw today, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if in a week or two we heard that he'll be out for at least a couple months, if not the whole season. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, "No, I'm I'm gonna play because that's just the type of player he, he is." Does play so... though? I think he'll miss like at least a month and try to heal up properly. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, here's what I'm gonna say: breaking news that's not so breaking. I don't think we see Lillard. I think they're going to end up doing what's right and letting him heal and get the surgery. So my prediction is we saw the last of Dame this year and he won't be back. But at the same time, we all know how Lillard is and we know he doesn't want to do that. So if he had the choice of playing or not, we know he would pick the play. So uh, I might say I sh- something that uh, could be really controversial, but... Go for you it. said it's the last of Dame this season. Do you think it's the last we've seen of Dame as a Blazer? I think if Dame has any say in it, no. I think if the organization decides, you know what, it's time to blow everything up and start all over, then it could be. Do I think they'll do that? No. You don't get a top player like Lillard often, and, you know, he's still, he's still a very, very good player. And... I think Dame, like we've said before, he's never said anything that makes him makes me not believe his word. And he has said he is in it. He's in it no matter what. He said he wants to win here. And, you know, if if he said, you know, I want to always be competing, if competing is okay to not do it this year, to rest up and get your surgery that you need so you can compete in future years, and he's okay with that. I don't think him personally will want to leave. Now, maybe if the, you know he does rest up, get the surgery, and the front office doesn't make moves that he feels is to make them competitive, then maybe that's when he's like, okay, you know what? Maybe this isn't where I need to be anymore. But I think right now he would be okay with sitting out and coming back. But who... What the hell do I know? I don't know nothing. I believe Dame that like he wants to stay, and he like even through a bad year, I think he would stay. Um, but like you said, if if the team wants to move on, I, I don't think they would do it without Dame's permission. If Dame wants to stay, I think they would stay and build around him. It might be like a Westbrook type thing where they mutually agree. It's probably better for like both parties if they parted ways. Um, and also could just see dame maybe changing his mind if like some opportunity comes up i don't know uh well 
I I agree. Let's let's pin yeah. this one for the next <laughs> podcast because I do want to talk about that because it that is truly an option that the Blazers could decide we're gonna blow it up. So I think I want to spend a, a decent amount of time talking about that. So let's save that one. All let's right, not sure. go too in depth on it. Let's save that one for the next one because I like that idea. Um, because that is a possibility. So. So are you kind of in the agreement that we should just tank this season and, and yeah, go for it? Yeah, and I can't believe I'm saying it because I'm usually like really anti-tank. But uh, at this point, I think there's no other option. Just let, let us watch the Florida boys for the rest of the season. If we win games, I mean, I guess that's good. It's good for our future. But if we lose, we get a better pick. We come back stronger next year, and then we we see what happens. Yeah. I, I and I agree. So to tie into this tanking thing, CJ's injury, it came out that what Catherine suggested and what we had talked about last podcast, he is waiting for his child to be born before he comes back. So that's been confirmed and I, it's crazy that no one really thought about that. Like I didn't hear anybody even mention that until I heard Catherine mention that. And it made so much sense and then he comes out and confirms it. Do you have anything you want to add on the CJ injury? Uh no, I think that was, that's just that he should be back soon, and he's he's just waiting for his baby to be born, baby to be born, and yeah, and don't blame him at all. Think, I, I think, think that's one hundred percent the right idea. Yeah. Uh, so one last thing we wanted to talk about it was pretty pretty exciting because we don't see it too often. We had a little bit of a scuffle <laughs> in the Miami Heat game. Uh, we talked about it a little bit in the Twitter spaces today. I joined extremely late, so I only caught the tail end of it. So, But I did get to hear about this. So for those of you who didn't see it or didn't hear it, I mean, I'm assuming if you're a Blazer fan, you probably know about this. But Nurkic and Tyler Hero got into a little bit of a fight towards the end of the fourth quarter. Nurkic set a... Did you watch this game, Flood? Okay. So Nurkic set a perfectly, perfectly legal screen. Uh, no issue with this screen at all. If it was, you know, the other way around and that was Lillard getting blasted or anybody, that screen was perfect. Uh, Nurkic did kind of look down at him for a second, but I truly, that's not, for what happened, that doesn't, you know, result in that. Uh, Nurkic sets the screen, Hero gets blasted and falls to the ground. I don't know, no one really commented on this, but Hero tried to trip Nurkic as he's running away. And not many people that I've seen have brought that up, but he tried to trip Nurkic. Nurkic rolls to the paint, and then Hero comes in from behind and just pretty much pulls a, a Jokic and blasts Nurkic in the back, which truly didn't move him very much, size difference. But And then Nurkic turns around so quick and just mushes him in the face with his hand. I mean, it looked like he was trying to punch him, but he had an open hand. Um, what was your reaction when you saw that whole thing go down? I didn't um, notice the, like, hero falling down, like, in real time when it happened. So then I was like, whoa, like, what's Nurk doing? That like, came out of nowhere. Um, then on the replay, like, it's 100% clear that it was only hero at fault. Nurk just set a good, clean, hard screen, and uh, hero just got mad for some reason. And I think even most uh, Heat fans that I saw on Reddit were, like, pretty much in agreement that hero was pretty much the only one at fault there. Um, I was surprised that he didn't get like a one game suspension or I actually was too. I thought like if if it was only gonna be a fine, then I thought Nurk wouldn't get a fine or maybe like something smaller. So it's kinda weird that they got the same punishment, but I'm not gonna be too nitpicky over over that. Um yeah, like 
it was on uh, I forgot who the big was on the heat at the time, but it was on him to uh tell to tell Hero about the screen to call it out. Yeah. So yeah, if he's gonna be mad out. at someone, he should be mad at him. Um <laughs> <laughs> imagine him just blasting his own teammates. <laughs> but yeah, Nurk pretty much didn't do anything for once in an altercation. He was pretty he he was not the one instigating it. Uh, and and yeah, he yeah it was he weird. did look down look down at him when he fell but I don't think he said anything so like again I don't think there was anything that pissed Hero off it was just the screen yeah I think it was him getting blasted by the screen Nurkic looking down at him and him probably being embarrassed by what just happened and then he retaliates and it was I mean I get why Nurkic got fined to me. What I what to me what makes sense, and this is being totally unbiased, him hero coming and pushing him from behind is much more dangerous than Nurkic doing his little yeah. open hand mush to the face thing. To me, that's I do think both of them should have been ejected, yeah, which sure. they were. I I have no issue with both of them being fined, but to me, not suspending hero at least one game. When you suspended Jokic, and I get it, Jokic is a big dude and took out Morris, but it's essentially the same thing. It doesn't, it shouldn't matter size. It's the same exact thing. You're running into somebody, you know, he's pushing Nurkic. I mean, it could have, do I think it could have been bad? No, not really, because I don't think Hero <laughs> could push hard enough to make Nurkic go, you know, flying, but it could have been bad. Um, yeah, I think size should. To me, he should have been suspended at least once. I don't hate that size plays like a small factor because, like you said, like Hero was not going to do anything to Nurk, but pushing someone in the back, I think it should definitely have been a suspension. Like, look at, like like you said, there's a size difference, but look at uh, what happened to Marcus or what, Marcus or Markeith. I think it was Markeith Morris. He's missed like 30 games now or something. So that's a yeah, dangerous yeah. act. and it probably should have gotten him a one game suspension. And did Jokic only get yeah, one, he did only one get game? One game. So, I mean, I Jokic was going to get two. Still, like you said, size does play a role in it and I do get it, but to me that type of that type of dirty play that should always have a one game suspension. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're pushing somebody in the back when they're not looking and they're running and you're pushing them, that's that's an issue. And what's funny is and I wanted to talk about this with you. After that, you know, Reddit went crazy with the videos of Tyler Hero boxing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, ooh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> I've recently started boxing, and it's and I don't have any kind of trainers or anything, and I look ten thousand times better than the video that I watched. Um, but it, it led me to think when Jokic ran into Morris, and then we had the whole Morris Twitter beef with his brothers, mm. right? Tell me who would you rather have to deal with? Would you rather deal with the Jokic brothers or big seven foot Nurkic dad taking out 11 people in the crime fighting sprees and dealing with him instead? Because I, I think I'd take the Jokic Yo, brothers uh, over someone who's beat up 11 I don't care people. If there's like 20 brothers, I'll take them over, over Nurkic's dad. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a couple of videos of him just sitting in the crowd, and that dude is filled. Huge. So I believe that story 100% that he took on 11 people. Yeah, it was heroes of he's so he's a smaller guy that he's got some uh, he's got some balls on him to do that because that was could have been bad for him. Yeah, he, he got lucky with 
just pretty much slap to the or a, a push to the face. Yeah, and real time, I really did yeah, think I, Nurkic I punched so him too. at first. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, Nurkic is going in on this one. But then that replay, you could see it was more of like an open hand slap. Yeah, I thought it was a punch. And I was like, oh, but Nurkic has been in for two games. Like that, I was like instantly. But then, um, yeah, it was clearly not a punch. Then, then so I didn't expect a suspension after that. And see, and that's the kind of fire that I like to see from him. Obviously, I don't, I don't think it should take him <laughs> getting pushed in the back to be that fired up. But like if he plays like how like angry Nurk when we've seen him, you know, that's the best Nurk we get when he's angry. When he was going up against Jokic, you know, the first year or two that we had him and he was, you know, so pumped up to go against his old team. That's what we need from him. Angry Nurk is great. Frustrated Nurk sucks. There's a fine line between them. Yeah, yeah. There is there is a very we want the the Bosnian beast back, his Nurk fever back, but uh you're 100% right. Frustrated Nurk is <laughs> It can go from angry Nurk to frustrated very quickly, and then it's bad for oh, us. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say before we um, wrap up? Nope. I think I'm good for today. Uh, okay. Well, with that three, being said, then. Four weeks away, I think, though. Yeah, it's... it's Fouad pointed out to me that the trade deadline has moved to before <laughs> the All-Star game, where it used to be after. I did not realize that, but it does make sense. Um, so the trade deadline, like you said, is getting close. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, um, trying to think if there's anything else, Lucas, once again, shout out to you for the questions and anybody else that has questions, Twitter, uh, discord, you know, hell, we got an email address, <laughs> send it to the email. It doesn't matter to us. We'll get you, we'll get your questions in, uh, telegrams, <laughs> faxes, whatever you need. Yep. Mail it. We got it. Um, other than that. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I feel like there was something we'll I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember. So, yes, yes, we're gonna talk about the Dame. We're gonna have some trade stuff. Um, hopefully Mike's there to join so we can figure out how we can get Mello back on our team because I'm sure he can come up with something. But uh, other than that, I hope you guys have a good night. And as always, Rip City, baby. <laughs>